Let's appreciate the resident pastor again. For preparing us for the um, sell outreach on Saturday, I just like to emphasize a few things um, and maybe make an adjustment in the time. Um, you're gathering the, by 12 noon, and um, you do all your settling down and information dissemination prayer between 12 and 12.30 so by 12.30 you should be launching out start your evangelism and distribution of the publications now whatever it is you're doing between that 12.30 and at least, because what we're looking at is, I didn't want us to close, I want us to close at three. That means that um, you shouldn't, you should be back gathered by 2.30. Are you understanding me? So, then you submit all the um, uh, names of people you reached, all the details. The leader will pray, hear some testimonies, you close by three. Is that understood? So, um, if you all scatter by 12.30, information should be given. Everybody's coming back here by so-so time. I believe 2.30 is okay. You could start by 2 o'clock. They start coming back. That, that's a one hour, 30 minutes already from 12.30. Uh, that should be enough time. So you start coming back. Now, it would be good that you have targeted areas that you are doing your soul winning and distribution. So let me explain this. We are not going to share books. We are going to win souls. And in winning the souls, we will give them materials that will help them. Are you understanding that? So don't go and go and do like this. No. No. Anybody who didn't pray salvation prayer with, don't give them a book. Is that clear? You can give them a flyer, don't give them a book. This, the books are for those that prayed the salvation prayer with you. So that has to be clear. Put up Matthew 7 verse 6. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 6, Jesus was speaking. And um, he said something very important. Let's read it together. I want to go. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again, and... Okay, maybe the King James English um, is not helping some of you understand that. So, I didn't say you should go there and tell them that they are dogs. Look at Amplified Version, Matthew 7, verse 6. Let's read together. I want to go. Do not give that which is holy, the sacred thing, to the dogs. And do not throw your pearls before hogs as pigs, lest they trample upon them with their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Amen. Did you get that?
I want to read another translation. Glory to God. If you have the NIV, put it up for me, please. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Okay, this NIV is a bit different from mine. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Now, I have... Um, I know there are different um, um, versions. There's a classic and there are different versions of NIV. Let me read another one. Alright. It says here, Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Now, pearls are things of great value. Alright? Am I reading NLT? Okay, that's NLT. Okay. Now, the point here is this. It's important to know that the 30 days in the book of John is a treasure. Everybody says it's a treasure. It's a material, a publication of great value. It's a publication of great value. But somebody that doesn't appreciate sacred things might not see it as a publication of great value. So there's no need giving it to such a person. Did you hear that? Because there are many other people that are hungry for it. That need it. That are looking for it. So the approach is lead souls to Christ and then those that pray the salvation prayer with you, you give them the publication to help them grow. Hallelujah. Okay? Those you meet along the street, give them flyers. Praise the Lord. Or the um, online platforms. We have another publication. Let me have a copy of that. We have another publication that talks about the various online, thank you, or online platforms we have, you know, so how they can connect with the ministry in different ways, uh, the websites, uh, radio platform, Facebook page, Instagram page, um, uh, our podcast, um, Telegram, and so on and so forth. So, this is important. So, you give it. Now, you're giving it to someone that uh, cannot read and write. Are you understanding me? You see, let me explain something to you. Sometimes, in trying to be, you see, there are some things, you, I believe in being practical. Alright? I believe in being practical. I remember when we were starting our television program. So they were recording me and then the guy that helped to package our program when we started, he had been in the industry for years. And um, so he knows some things about how they package television programs. That's his job, all right? Uh, like a producer, director, those kind of people, you know. So, so he says what normally TV ministers are supposed to say. Then he says, okay, like now when you do the salvation prayer, you now lead someone to Christ and now say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank God you're born again, find a church, any church is good. I don't believe in that. Why would I say that? 
So when I said, praise the Lord, I'm inviting you to church. Every church is not good. Amen. And you won't know the good church if you don't even know the word of God. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you got saved here by what I'm sharing with you, follow me. I, I don't know. If you offend somebody, I'm sorry. But that's truth. Glory to God. And that's what I believe is a conviction in my heart. So I'm not going to say otherwise. Just say, praise the Lord. Just find a church somewhere and go. No. Because I won't say that to my my to people I love. Are you understanding me? I won't say that to people I love. I, w- I was a university student, you know, and uh, in university we eat in uh, um, restaurants. They call them bukas. Alright? Cafeteria or whatever. You, b- b- you go in there, if you want to eat rice, eba, uh, yam, whatever you want to eat, you order it. There are some places that when you go there to eat, your tummy will run. Now, I'm not going to tell my friend, don't worry, find anywhere and eat. I'll say, don't go there. You see that one, don't go. Ah, this one, their food is good. That's me being truthful. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll say, ah, so no, 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 no. The last time I went to that place, ah, you know. Or their food is expensive. This one is okay. Now, that's the same, my approach in life. It's the same thing I'm going to do as a believer. Glory to God. Amen. The reason why I'm in Renaissance Assembly is not because I'm the pastor. It's because this is the best place for me to be. Amen. That's why I'm here. So any other person I meet, I will tell him the same thing. Glory to God. Alright, so um, that information is important for us to know what we're doing concerning the soul winning on Saturday. So 12 noon to 3 p.m. We're concluding at 3. Glory to God. You close and go. Amen. So you invite them to church. So don't carry these materials and just be giving to people. You know that, that they, they say they don't even want it. You are forcing them to take it. Why? It's wrong. <laughs> are you understanding me? It's wrong. It's someone that you, you have. See, it's not like we have unlimited copies. We don't have unlimited copies, and they cost money. So why I even want? There's something I want all of you to do. Now I would need you to pay for the copies that you want to give out. But this is what I'm going to do. If you pay for five copies, I will give you five copies. Are you understanding me? But you have to pay. Let me explain why. You see, um, I've, I've pastored. I've pastored for a long time. All right? I've met all manner of characters. Today, the title of my message is that I want to just share some things that... <laughs> are you understanding me? You know, I, just, you know, I have like four or five things I want to share with you. you know, so I'll be talking along. I've already started. Okay, so... You carry, we give, you say, we take uh, 20 uh, copies of three days of, uh, in the book of John. And say, I am brother, so, so, take, go and give to people. You'll be amazed that on that Saturday, you say he forgot. He collected 20 copies, he didn't go and share anyone. But if he paid for it, he cannot forget. Hello? He can't forget. So, um, cell leaders, assistant cell leaders, we are under work. So, we're going to give you according to your capacity. If you're able to pay for five, I'll give you extra five. If you pay for 20, I'll give you 40. If you pay for 100, I'll give you 200. Are you understand what I'm saying? That's what we're going to do. So, I will give you exactly the number you paid for, double of it. Yeah. 
So that's what we're going to do. So everyone that is going out paid for a copy. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's what we're going to do. And so there's nothing like, oh, just give you fly, um, um, cards, um, um, give you the books, and then you take it, and then forget five in the house. And then, you know, there's some of, I've, I've, been, I've been there. There's some people, you just see, the books are just piled up. Why? It costs money. You know? It costs money. So take note of that. Praise the Lord. So, um, I think from tomorrow, uh, you can start picking up your copies. Um, we have to even do a, re- um, a reprint so that we can have a number, the number that we need. And um, be able to be a blessing to people and see many people saved. And then after that, we see them grow. Pastor was speaking and she said, she met some people that said they've done this before. And that happens a lot, you know. And the Bible says the same thing. It said, some after they hear the word, the birds of the air, that's the parable of the sower, come and they steal that word. Are you understanding me? So that happens to people. So they heard the word, but nobody helped them to stay and continue in the word. Hallelujah. I believe there will be great fruit from this our outing. And I want to challenge every one of you to be involved. Look good. Um, try to be uniform in yourself. Wear the same, something similar so that you are, you, you, you're already attracting attention when you go out to do your soul winning. Praise the Lord. If there's any other thing, I would mention it um, when I remember. Father, we thank you for the time we're going to have together. I pray that as I talk, let your wisdom and your understanding be communicated in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Let's read Colossians 2. Verse 6 and 7. KJV, please. It says, Are you there? Let's read together. I want to go. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving amen today i just want to talk to you about practical christian living amen glory to god all right i just want to talk to you about that Let's look at it again from verse 6, please. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Then it says what? Walk ye in him. Pause. Now this implies that you can receive Christ and not be walking in him. Did you get that? If not, he would say, he wouldn't say, after receiving Christ, walk in Him. The walk in Christ is different from receiving Him. 
the walking in Christ is talking about your conduct in line with the experience of salvation you have had. So he said, as you have received him, the same way you received him, how did you receive him? By faith. Now conduct your life in the same manner that you received him. It means it's a choice you have to make. Today, I, just, I'm, I want to use everyday examples, your personal experiences, to just address a million things in an hour. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes, you know, believers act like they don't understand what the salvation experience is. Have you heard people say things like, Ha, today, hey, in the body of Christ, we don't even know what's happening again in the body of Christ today. Ah, the church, ah. You know, are you able to talk like that? There's no, listen, there is no evil on the earth today that wasn't there when Jesus was on the face of the earth. Amen. Are you listening to me? None. There is no crime that is in existence today. Maybe the method might be different because of technology. But the substance of the, the, the acts can be found in Scripture. You know, sometimes people come up and they talk like, you know, they talk about what the ideal what it's supposed to be like. So they say, you know, in Bible days, so, so, and so. What are they quoting? Are you quoting the same Bible that we're reading? Amen. Now, the imperfections of humanity will remain until we are, our bodies are redeemed. Amen. Did you hear what I said? It will remain. Now, but let me explain something to you. Jesus didn't come to remove all human imperfections in our time. He came to give you salvation and then build you up to be like Him. Glory to God. If receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior... And everything was already, that's the end. Why is he building you up? Amen. Why is he building you up? Why is he building you up? So, I'm starting, as I'm explaining this scripture to you, let's look at it again. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. He's encouraging you to conduct your life in line with the salvation you've received. So, there could be a gap. Between the experience of salvation and what is going on in your life. Did you hear what I said? Let me explain it this way. The, ex- the experience of salvation has saved you from sin. It has saved you from sickness. It has saved you from demonic oppression. 
But the experience in your life could be that you are still sick. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? The experience in your life is that you're still struggling with sin. The experience in your life is that you're still, you're still under demonic oppression. That's, there's still, there's still uh, 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 satanic activity going on in your life. Now, he's saying that you are the one that will walk in what Jesus has done for you. Amen. 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 So, walk ye in him. But he tells you how that is possible. Verse 7. Rooted and built up. Are you understanding me? In him. That means that you can't walk in him if you are not rooted. If you are not built up. And what? Established in the faith. And that establishment is as you have been taught. Glory to God. Are you seeing the connection? As you have been taught. It means that you will never walk in him if you are not taught. It didn't say as you have been prophesied to. It didn't say as you have been receiving impartation. No, as you have been taught. The teaching ministry for the believer is irreplaceable. Are you understanding me? It's irreplaceable. Because the reason why we're still here is that he's building us up for something. That building process is the teaching ministry that spearheads the main thing that's going on. Hallelujah. Yeah. As you have been taught. I don't know how some people read their Bible, but see, the people in the Bible were people just like you and me. Amen. Hello? I am better than some of the people in the Bible. I'm better than Abraham. I, I will never add Abraham because nobody will come and tell me, my wife cannot come and tell me, take the house help. Are you understanding me? And I, I, I come and tell me, take the house help. I just, don't worry, it's me that gave you house help. I, what, I'm better than Abraham. I won't do that. Are you understanding me? Especially I don't like the person. You say I should take. <laughs> Are you understanding me? You know, what kind of thing is that one? So if we look at actions, there are, but yet he was a man that God still recommended. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm better than Noah. After building a big ark for God, he was still shaking. And getting drunk. Are you understand what I'm saying? And still getting drunk. He was drunk and passed out. Naked. Daddy. Are you listening to me? Then he woke up. Who told you to drink? Then he woke up. And then one of his sons saw his nakedness. He now cursed him. Are you understand what I'm saying? And God punished the son. For Noah's mistake. That means what he spoke happened. 
we were not naked, would the boy have seen anything? Now, I'm trying to establish something here because sometimes when people talk, you know, there's a way they speak about Bible characters. I know something, I look around sometimes and then you see where people criticize, you know, oh, maybe they talk about, let me just mention maybe some um, patriarchs in the faith or fathers in the faith that have passed on. Let me say, oh, um, um, Archbishop Benson in the house. No, 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 uh, no, uh, no, no. And somebody has something wrong to say about him. Are you understand me? They say, oh, okay, what about uh, um, maybe Billy Graham? Somebody might, oh, no matter what, someone has something wrong to say about him. Now, let me explain something to you. These ministers in your generation that you speak negatively about, if you were in the generation of Jesus, you would have killed him too. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Do you know why you like Apostle Paul? Because you didn't meet him. Amen. You didn't meet him. Finish. That's why you like him. You never met him. Why do you like Elijah? Because you never met him. I can tell you that the people that were called the sons of the prophet, they did not like Elijah. Which kind of man of God is that? It's the only thing that God is using every time we not even talk to somebody properly. This, that, 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 that. That's what they were saying. It didn't change the fact that God was using him. Amen. Are you listening to me? It didn't change the fact. So the reason why you like Paul is because you didn't meet him. Peter, James, and John, you didn't meet them. You will likely not have even liked John. You will not have loved him. Because he behaves like he owns Jesus Christ. Is he the only one? Is he the only one that Jesus loves? We will not hear again. You have a complaint about him. Look around you. Look at the brother close to you, the sister close to you. They are like some of the Bible characters that you like. But you know why you don't like the one close to you? Because you met him. Human nature has been human nature. And will always be human nature. Jesus walked the face of this earth. You know, so, see, that's why I, I encourage young ministers sometimes, you know, because when people are young in ministry, if you are under 10 years in ministry, you're still a young minister. You know, even if you're an old man, you're a young minister. An old man that is a young minister. Alright, so, if you're young in ministry, and you want to get credibility from people, you will die early. The Bible said, Jesus did not commit himself to any man. For he knew what was in man. Now imagine, in case you don't know who Jesus is, Jesus is God that became man. Hallelujah. God that took on flesh. He walked the face of this earth he created and was in the midst of human beings they created and they did not still believe him. Why should it be a difficult thing if they don't believe that Renaissance Assembly is doing the right thing. Why should it be a, a, a difficult thing? Are you understanding me? People met Jesus Christ. Okay, if, if, if you think, if you think that that's how things work, 
And say, you know, if somebody said that, if it was the true gospel that this generation of pastors were preaching, the world would have changed by now. Even Jesus did not change the world. Hello? If he had changed the world, nobody would have been crucifying him on the cross. The people crucifying him on the cross, were they not there when he was holding his crusades? Why did they get saved? Are you listening to me? Yeah. Did Jesus go and climb the cross by himself? And nail this side? And nail, and nail this one? And hang on the cross? No. People, people brought out the nail. This nail. This one's sharp. Are you understanding me? This one, it will pierce through his skin once. Once. You understand? People brought it. People brought the nails. People brought the wood. You understand? They brought the cross. They were arranging it. Their conscience didn't prick them. Are you understanding me? They were happy about what they were doing. Uh, hey, this man has been making noise in synagogue every day. If it's, today is on uh, uh, STV, tomorrow is on Facebook. We don't like him. Are you understanding me? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the issue. Meanwhile, there are others that were following Jesus, that loved Jesus, that knew that he was preaching the word of God. What I'm trying to make you understand is that it has always been that way. Amen. It has always been that way. I shared how in 2009 I was in the United States of America. And I went to a city called Fort Worth. And uh, that was my first time in that city. So I went for a, a, a convention. Ken Copeland was having a convention. And um, that year I went, would have been the 30, 29th or 31st, I'm not sure, year that they've been having that conference in that particular venue. Are you understanding me? Either 29th or 31st, I'm not sure again now. Because they've celebrated 40 years in that same venue. They've used the same venue for a convention every year for 40 years. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, now, so when I went, 2009, maybe it was the 31st or 29th, I'm not sure which one again, but they announced it there. So I'm like, wow. For how many years did we hold this? In, uh, uh, and Copeland lives in the Fort Worth area. It's like his, his town. In all those dear believers conventions, Fort Worth is like the homecoming. They call it Southwest Believers Convention. Now, so I was in a meeting and then we had a break, afternoon session. So I wanted to walk around to just understand the place. Actually, I needed a haircut, and, um, the, which is always a challenge. So I was going around looking for where to have a haircut. And someone directed me, he said, you want a real barbershop. You know why they say barbershop? It's like the ones you watch in the movies where the black guys are there and then they're gisting and talking. And so he said, you want a real barbershop? I said, yes. So he directed me to a barbershop. When I got there, I met people that live in the area. So what they say, making conversation, people making conversation. So they, we were just talking. And then I said, he said, I said, oh, this is my first time in this area, blah, blah, blah. What did you come for? And I said, I came for Kenakopland Convention. And the guy didn't know what I was talking about. And this, the, the place is just a block or two or three away from the convention center. So I asked, you know the convention? He said, yeah, yeah, I go there. I said, you don't know Kenakopland? He said, never heard of him. I don't know how others felt about that. But for me, it shook me. Look at all of us coming from all over the world. To be blessed, inspired by the ministry of Kenneth Copeland. And someone that lives in the same city does not know him. 
had never, no, it's not that he doesn't. He said he had never heard about him. Hello? So, in the same way, there were people that genuinely, in the time of Jesus Christ, genuinely believed that Jesus was a fraud. Are you understand what I'm saying? That you, don't, you know what it means to genuinely believe? It means that it's not that... You know, Sister A can say Sister B is not fine. Eh? Because she's jealous. Why are you quiet like that? <laughs> Sister A can say Sister B is not good looking because she's jealous. That means she's not genuine. She's saying it out of spite. Alright? So there are people that could say, that man of God, that church is not real. And they're saying it out of spite. But I'm saying that there are people that believed that Jesus was a fraud. Are you on something? Yeah. Because sometimes it was, the gist they heard, they heard about Jesus was that he was just drinking. You know, they call him a wine biber. It's an old language word. A wine biber and a gluten. That's what they called him. Why? Because to them, an example of a prophet is John the Baptist. Why would they talk prophets here? Go, come, let me take you to Jordan. You see, real prophets. Wear animal skin. You understand that? No shirts. Wild honey is what he eats. He doesn't eat all this thing. Bread. Bread. Man, bread and man made. A prophet will eat it. When he preaches preaching, he will dip the guys in water. They will come out and go. He will dip them in water. He will always cussing them out. You understand that? You Pharisees, you will perish. You know, they say, hey, hey. when you go and you cry, you understand that? You will meet a real prophet, you will cry. You will weep for your sins. You will remember that you are a worm. That's a true prophet. Jesus comes on the scene. Some of you don't understand Jesus. If Jesus was living in this city, preaching in this church, he would have been dressed like I was dressed on Sunday. I don't care whether you're offended about it. It's the truth. Because they said the attire Jesus wore, (laughs) it was expensive. That's why when he died, the soldiers were casting lots for it. Because it was of value. Are you understanding me? It was of value. That's not how John the Baptist was. So Jesus will come up. Jesus, see, it's Jesus that started wearing Agbada. Jesus will show. Are you understanding me? And will roll his garments. And say, are you understanding me? Are you understanding what I'm saying? This is how Jesus was preaching. Are you understanding me? Roll his garments. That's what he was wearing. They couldn't understand that. They couldn't understand that. Then when he finishes preaching, he will get out disciples, they will start eating. John the Baptist will tell them, the fast continues. 
Are you understanding me? So listen, listen, listen. I'm telling you something. Do you know that even the disciples, the people were concerned. Even Jesus' disciples said, come, sir, we thank you for the food, but can you teach us to pray? That means that they were not praying. Are you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, glory to God. It's the disciples that made Jesus say, can you teach us to pray as John also taught? Because they know that John, anytime they gather, John is telling them, now, third key to prayer. <laughs> well, now Jesus is not talking about prayer. He's talking about love your enemies. Are you understanding me? You know, it was just preaching and sharing. And, you know, it, it was a different kind of thing. After everything, they will start eating. They will eat fish. They will eat bread. Ah, so you sure that we will not join this Jesus, you know? Then there are some that didn't believe in Jesus. Then the, no, the most offensive one was that they will now hear John the Baptist go where? Everybody comes to where? Meet John the Baptist. He stays in the, in the, uh, by the river Jordan and then people come to meet him. He stays there, people come to meet him. Now, but Jesus was going to people's homes. They say, where did he go? <laughs> See this baby, Mary and Martha, their house. Hey, hey, hey. Mary and Martha. You don't know Mary and Martha. <laughs> hey, he will tell us what he's looking for in that house. Jesus will go to a house. Are you understanding me? And stay there. And then, they, they finish that one. They say, ah, you didn't know here. Jesus went to visit the APC chairman. Hey! Are you understand me? He was visiting politicians. He said, I told, this guy is a fraud. He came to collect money. Then after all, Jesus is walking by one day after a great crusade. And some people are following and taking notes whether it's alright. Whether it's, are you sure he's a righteous man? Are you sure he's not a righteous man? Then he meets Zacchaeus. NDDC chairman. <laughs> and then... And then he tells him, <laughs> Oh, are you understanding me? He says, Come down today. I'm coming to your house. Case closed. He's a criminal. Case closed. Are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> they close the case for Jesus. <laughs> you don't just say, No, 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 no. You mean he went to Zacchaeus' house? Zacchaeus. Who does not know Zacchaeus is a thief? Are you listening to me? I'm just trying to make you understand. That's why I call it the practical, practical aspects, you know. So there are people that genuinely believed that Jesus was not of God. Because even Jesus said, he said, if they say I'm casting out devils by Beelzebub, who are the Pharisees casting them out from? Do you know what he was implying? You're not casting out devils. You say I am fake. Are you on Sam say? You know, there's somebody that just come up every time. They say, um, today I want to share with you the people that are fake in the body of Christ. Please, who is real? Who is real? You see, there's a difference between a believer in error 
and a false believer. There are two different things. Maybe I should put it this way, you understand. There's a difference between a prophet in error and a false prophet. There are two different things. And don't mix it up. There are two different things. Um, some of you read about Balaam in scripture. And I've had ministers talk about him. And I feel that they're, they're talking what they heard in children's Bible story rather than read the Bible. The Bible didn't say he was a false prophet. No. The Bible said he was a prophet, but he was in error. If you read the account of Jude in the New Testament, it's just one chapter, if you read the account of Jude, he said the error of the prophet Balaam. Meaning that he's citing that he was a prophet. But he was a prophet now in error. But in the New Testament, when the Bible talked about the um, um, sorcerer, all right, uh, Elimas, the sorcerer, there were two guys, one was Simon, uh, uh, and then the other was Elimas. He called him a false prophet. That means he's not a prophet at all. Are you understand what I'm saying? Okay. He's not a prophet at all. That's what false prophet means. Now, so he says someone is a false believer. We're saying he's not even a believer. It's different from a believer that is in error. There are some folks that we might have disagreements with. And then we say, oh, that brother, I don't know what's wrong with him. And we agree that he's a brother. We just are saying that he's in error. Am I communicating? But it's different. <laughs> now, it's just like, I'm going to, let me just mention names now. You know, in the body of Christ in recent times, we've had cases of people, you know, that wake up one day and start saying one thing or teaching something. You know, there's a guy that is somewhere in um, an Eastern Europe, you know, he used to be a minister of the gospel and had a large church, and then now he's attacking other ministers and all that and all that. Let me not bother calling the name, you know. Now, he's not a false man of God. He's a man of God in error. Are you understanding me? He's in error. And the prayer for him is for him to um, 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 come out of whatever, you know, maybe he got in there because of bitterness. Maybe something happened to him. I don't know what happened to him. You know, but he's in error. But the frozen guy in Lagos, he's a false believer. He's, he's, not, he's a false believer. Are you understanding me? Are you getting what I'm saying? That's different. So you, you don't differentiate that. You don't um, put that, um, put it on the same on, on the same plate. You should be able to differentiate that. That's what I meant to say. You should be able to differentiate that. So there's a difference between a false. So there are there are groups that if you say, oh, that church, you know, now there's no church. Listen. Anywhere humanity assembles, there must be imperfections. Hello? Yeah. And when we say imperfections, don't, don't think uh, we're talking about, uh, uh, we're not endorsing, we're not endorsing uh, uh, medical Christian living. That's not what I'm talking about. Imperfections are just mannerisms that are not consistent. 
you know, let's use, um, let me use some of an example now. Okay? Uh, let me use some of an example. Let's use Daniel Kalio. Come. Daniel Kalio uh, is a music minister in this church. Alright? And then, every other, he ministered today. Alright? Were you blessed? Yes, sir. He ministered along with John and Godson. You were blessed? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was blessed. Now, they can call us from the gates and say, what happened? They say, Daniel Kalio is holding the keke driver's shirt because the guy threw his bread into the gutter. <laughs> and then Daniel Kalio is holding his shirt. And while he was holding his shirt, Someone that came for the concerts that he ministered in was driving past church. Danica was holding his He said, I told you those people are not real Christians. Are you understanding me? That he was holding the man's shirt does not change the fact that he, whether he's a fake Christian or a real Christian. Are you understanding me? That he, if he didn't hold the man's shirt, doesn't make him a real Christian. Holding the man's shirt doesn't make him a fake Christian. Are you getting what I'm saying? What you will say is, I wonder why Daniel was so upset that he didn't care and he was holding the man's shirt. Why? But as it concerns his salvation, it's a noble area. Are you understanding me? You can't use that to judge and say, I knew it that he was not saved. Are you getting what I'm saying? But that's how some of us judge. That's how we judge. Now, that day, maybe even he himself, after he's feeling so bad, why did I even do that? Sir? I would have allowed the man to go. Are you understanding me? He's feeling bad. You have gone. Then he comes to church and walks up to maybe his uh, leader and says, I, I fought today at the gates. I just feel so bad about it. Then service goes on. He takes out time to pray and sets his heart right. But you are going to tend 10 people. You say, Danica is a fighter. He's always fighting every day. I saw him holding shirts. I'm sure that. Are you getting what I'm saying? You won't be there to tell them that another day that they did the same thing to him, he did not hold the shirt. Hello? Mannerisms here. Now, all of us as human beings have uh, different temperaments. Is that not so? Yeah. And then we're in different, there are different moods. <laughs> are you understanding me? There are some days you come and you, you don't, you know there are some people that every day they come, they go, hey, high five, give me high five. Hey, everybody, hey, hey. Then there are days they come in and they don't feel like giving high five. So give me a high five. My brother. Who I five help? <laughs> That's how he felt that day. Does it mean he's not saved? But you know, thank you. But I'm trying to correct something. Don't use that to judge him. Amen. 
in church, a church, a local assembly is made up of different kinds of people and different people in dif- at different levels of their faith. Glory to God. We have mature believers. We have immature believers. Then we have unsaved. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, what that means is that everyone that is here now is identifying with Renaissance Assembly. Is that not so? So, where, where, if someone says, what church do you attend today? It's a Renaissance Assembly. What church do you belong to? Renaissance Assembly. Your one action is not the character of Renaissance Assembly. Are you listening to me? Amen. Your one action is not the character of Renaissance Assembly. Somebody can be here now. He's an immature believer. He was hungry. He went to steal bread and ate. Stealing is wrong. Are you understanding me? But he stole. Because before he got born again, he was a, he was a stealer. <laughs> Are you understanding me? So now that he was hungry, he went back to do the things. That's why the Bible says, as you have received Jesus, walk in him. Stop stealing. Amen. But he stole bread. Then they're not catching where he stole the bread in the supermarket. And I said, please, please, it's the devil, it's the devil, it's the devil. I'm just coming from church. Which church? Say, <laughs> Renee's assembly. Oh, which pastor? Is it that one that have Afro? Say, I saw he was a, I know he's a thief. <laughs> I know he's a thief. He's just raising thieves in that place. Are you understand what I'm saying? And then, by one man's action, They've labeled the ministry. There are sisters here that before they got born again, they were street girls. Are you understanding me? That's what they do for a living. They follow men for a living and get money. It's prostitution, whatever you call it. Okay, now they're born again, they're trying to live right. Then, they are now broke. And the thought now occurs to them, hmm, I know that junction I used to stand before. Are you understanding me? And then, are you understanding me? Then, they attempted to do it. God intervened. That's why they caught them. So, the man that picked them, police was looking for him. So, they carried everything they saw with him. They carried the girl, carried the girl, and she's with, she's with 30 days in the book of John. <laughs> that's how it always happens. I just, that's how it happens. And if it, that's how it will happen to you. Just, if you do it, that's how it will happen to you. It's likely I'm prophesying to you already. So she's now with 30 days in the book of John. They bundle her like that in the very act <laughs> and carry them to the station. Then I say, You say, Hey, God forgive me. I'm just coming from church. I would have gone home. And I say, Which church? Bring that book. Let me see. Hey. I said, This man is raising prostitutes in that place. One person's action. Amen. Labels the whole group. If that is the case, Jesus is a tug. Jesus is a fraud. Why? Because Jesus had Peter. After following Jesus for three and a half years, he's still holding stab. Now, I, I see, there are people that got born again three, six months. They've stopped doing all those things. This 
guy was following Jesus for three years. One of the core people in the leadership of the ministry of Jesus. But he's still carrying knife around. Hello? Is he carrying knife around? No, no, no. You will know that. No, no, no. It's not fish. Because they were not using knife for fishing. So that knife is another thing. It has nothing to do with his profession. It's like, this will do them something one day. We'll do, these people that just, one day, one day will do them something. Are you understanding me? Then he said, he can't carry the knife. And look at the attitude of Jesus. I've shared this several times. Jesus did not say, Peter, what are you doing with knife? He just said, keep the knife now. That means he's always carrying it. Are you understanding me? So Peter was a man like, just in case. He never can tell. And it's not like he told the man, I have knife. He cut his ear. Now imagine that church has a misunderstanding with some people. Alright? And a brother brings that knife and stabs somebody. It will be in the news. Is that not so? Hey! They will just write, church stabs a man. That's how they write it. Church stabs a man. That's how they write it. Are you with me? Now see, what I'm trying to do is, don't be like that. Because some of you, that's how you also judge others. Okay, so Peter was with a knife. James and John, they had been with Jesus. They were to enter a city. They had a little misunderstanding with people in the city. They started saying Jesus cursed them. He just had to correct them. No, no, no. So he had, Jesus had all the different kinds of members in his team. What about the one that was following Jesus every day, but he's stealing? You know, as a pastor, I've heard people say, eh, eh, if it was a good church, then, because I've pastored, even as uh, a campus pastor, I've pastored young people, a lot of young people, you know, and I've pastored people that maybe their parents have issues with them, and then they come to say, I want to see the, I want to see the pastor. And I've seen many parents, you know. So, okay, they don't come and see me, and they say, oh, my son did that, or my daughter did this, or my daughter did that. Then some will say, no, 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 if this is a, is a, is a genuine church of God, I expect that uh, my son would have changed. And I say, you, you did not change him. If your family is a genuine family, your son will not have been a thief. Are you understanding me? If your family is a genuine family, your daughter will not have been, are you getting what I'm saying? Follow me. If Judas was with Jesus for that long, he did not stop stealing. Who am I? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? He did not stop stealing. He was still stealing. Is the stealing that got to another level? Say, ah. So we're just stealing small, small offering. We need to steal bigger one. What if we sell the man? <laughs> Are you understanding me? 
<laughs> That's what if we sell the man? What are we just stealing from the other? We just sell the man at once. Are you understanding me? He said negotiating. Do you know what it is? It's just like someone just sitting there, just thinking. Uh, this pastor will sell him. On. <laughs> it's as good as kidnap. Are you understanding me? That's what Judas did. And you know, it's not like he was away for a long time. Are you getting me? Why is nothing that in the heart? Jesus is praying for them, ministering for the peop- to the people, oh, giving words of knowledge. The guy is not changing. What he wanted to do is what he still wants, was doing. That's Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, let me say this to you. Change is a personal decision. What a minister does is to make truth and capacity to receive truth available to you. But that decision, you are the one that makes the decision. They can't make decision for you. So Judas didn't change. Praise the Lord. He didn't change. So if we're judging based on Judas, we will say all of say yeah, you see, look at Judas, someone that was following Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is a scam. If Judas is fraudulent like this, that means he learned it from his master directly. These are the ones that the scripture talked about. Are you understanding me? We don't know the one, the scripture, because we the scripture didn't talk about it. We don't know the one. Maybe we would have gone to Peter's house. Let the mother-in-law tell us about Peter. <laughs> Let the mother-in-law tell us about Peter. It depends on the kind of mother-in-law she, she is. She might not have something good to say. Hmm. He says, follow Jesus. That's why I'm, I'm, have you ever seen me in Jesus' ministry? I can never be there. I know what my daughter is going through. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that all those folks have their own personal issues. Help me look at your neighbor and say, you have your personal issues. But Jesus loves you. So give others a break. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you have your personal issues. So don't be quick. Oh, that happened. Oh, this one. That one. That one. You know, you, you, you just look around and you see that people really have a wrong idea of what Christianity is. I saw an article. Okay, let me not go there. It will lead me on a path that I don't want to go. But you know, Sometimes, a local assembly can make a decision. A local assembly has a right to make a decision of what they want to do. Jesus was sharing bread for 5,000 people. Then he told the disciples, he said, make the men sit down in companies so they sat in companies of 50s and 100s. 
So imagine they say, uh, please, all the men sit. 50 here, 50 here, 50 here. Somebody can be offended, say, because they want to give us bread. See how that is. Are you understand what I'm saying? You know, there's nothing that somebody will come up with that somebody cannot criticize. Did you hear me? Yeah. So, I want to say this to you. Don't live to impress people. If you have a conviction in your heart about what the Word of God says, you can't look at faces when you're implementing it. Amen. This church, <laughs> somebody, many years ago, someone came and said, ah, I beg, I beg, I beg. What was the person's complaint? I want to go to a place, a serious place. The man of God just be teaching, just be talking. Just, I, want to, I want to a serious, a, a, a serious place. Okay, because the, the person came for service, somebody came for service on the day that I just talked. I didn't share open scriptures. And I said, they don't read Bible in that church. They don't read Bible in that church. So when I came the next day, I said, somebody said, you know, they didn't read Bible. So for those who let me read one scripture today, amen. And we joked about it. Someone said, they are not serious. How can I be joking with that kind of thing? So one day, a lady came to church. Long after that. And then when they called her back, she said, no, she's not coming to that church. I said, why? She said, they are too serious. I said, glory to God. <laughs> because I needed someone to say that. So I know that we are too serious and we are too unserious. <laughs> ah, they are just organized. Everything is just like this. You know, this one will finish talking and person will come up. Ah, I beg, they are too organized. So imagine that you want to satisfy everybody. Amen. Jesus didn't satisfy everybody. The creator. Even God has not satisfied everybody. <laughs> Amen. Do you know God has not satisfied everybody? Some of you are not even satisfied. <laughs> Amen. Even God has not satisfied everybody. Because there's some people that look at this in the mirror. God, which kind of nose did you give me? Sir? Which one? Ah. God, when you are looking, when you are choosing those, you need not see, you don't see. You are not satisfied. What God did not satisfy you, you now want me to satisfy you. <laughs> Glory to God. So we learned how, and you have to learn that. See, you will live longer if you are less critical. Be lenient with people as you are lenient with yourself. Amen. Did you hear me? Yeah. The same way you expect people to be lenient with you. Be lenient with people like that.
You have to have... See, that's why the love of God must influence you. The love of God must influence you. Do you know that someone will come out... Because I'm a pastor, there are some things that come to me. I would not have known it if I was not a pastor. I would never have known if I was not a pastor. Are you understanding me? There are certain things that I will never have known if I was not a pastor. <laughs> Sometimes when, like, brethren had a misunderstanding, and then they are bringing the misunderstanding before me, then I now hear what they are thinking. <laughs> I didn't know that anybody can think like that. Are you understanding me? They say, eh? Eh? You understand that you are hearing things. So that somebody will come out and give a testimony, and somebody, <laughs> you know, somebody is angry. Is it your testimony? Say, no, 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 no. Ah, ah. Is it every time now? Is it you only one that has testimony? We have testimony, so that we don't need to share. You say you don't want to share. Why are you angry that somebody came to share his own? I don't know if you heard this. Someone said it. He said that even if you lie on the floor and say people should walk on your body and pass, somebody still tell you that you're not keep, your body is not straight. Straighten your head now. Your head is still coming up. You would think they will feel sorry for you that, hey, this man is allowing us to step on his leg, his head and pass. You think they will be happy. Someone will say, ah, this head, you keep the head well now. Ah. Is that how is that how is that how foot mat is supposed to be? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. So you have people that just looking for what to criticize all the time. Last year into this year. All these people that just wake up in the morning, start talking about body of Christ, church, I just unfriend them. You understand that? I just... I, I, I've known him for years. We've known ourselves for way, way back. Years. So it's like he has made it a point of duty that he must be, you know, attacking ministers and ministries and all that. So I said... And the issue is I will have to see it because he's supposed to be my friend. I don't like men. You know, carry your whole hair fire to your place. Are you understanding me? I must not see your hair fire. Are you understanding me? So, see. Preserve your soul. Amen. Did you hear me? Preserve your soul. Preserve your soul. That energy that you use to fight others, you can build your future with it. There are many productive things you can do with it. Amen. Yeah. My former security guy at home had a misunderstanding with one of the neighbors so he came to report to me he says oh God, please don't be angry I want to tell you something 
I said, when I come back. So when I got back, I'd even forgotten. He said, oh guy, you said when you come. I said, okay. So, he said, because you're a pastor. And then he started commenting on what happened. And how he was angry. How himself and the other security guys are so angry. They've talked about it, discussed it. So, what he said that made me laugh. He said, eh, I, you know, the pay me past day, the man don't even know so they vest for him. <laughs> Glory to God. So they are looking for someone to tell, you know, to tell. So uh, I, I, they approached me to tell me. So I said, okay. So I said, uh, uh, I said they said, they're not angry, they're happy, not happy about this. Listen. The people that are doing the work of God, sometimes they don't even know that you are not happy with them. Are you understanding me? That's society. They're just facing their work. They're just facing their work. I preached Faith for Finances years ago. Um, I did a three part series and all that. Many years back, either 09 or 2009 or so. And I met someone maybe nine or eight years after. I said, Pastor, we got the message that 2009. We sat down, analyzed the message. We did not agree with the capsules. I said, what didn't you agree with? They said, we argued and we did not agree. This, da, 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 da. So we, made, we, we came up and da, 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 da. I said, He said, but all of us He said, now I agree. I said, okay. I said, you know the funny thing, I didn't even know that anybody had a problem. What's my business? I hear that. What's my business? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Pastor, I pray for the church. I pray for brethren. I pray. But he said, there are some things that is not, it's not, don't misunderstand me. It's not pride. No. It's just that you're committed to something that you can't have time for certain things. Are you understanding me? You can't have time for certain things. Don't say, eh, Pastor, do you know, you know, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Pastor, my, my grandfather's birthday. Pastor, do you not remember? Hey, hey. If you know the birthdays I have to remember, you yourself, you, you, you even come and help me and be remembering. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, I sit down, I was sitting down here now. And then they are talking, the people are singing, people are sharing testimonies, Pastor is talking. Me, I'm not here. I'm thinking about convention. Are you understand what I'm saying? Like convention, without using this pulpit in convention. You know. So, you see, there's a way, you know, I have, that's the only way I can lead this group. Amen. I have to think like that.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. I receive messages on my phone. I can't respond to all the messages I receive. If I decide to respond to all the messages I receive, what I'll be doing in life is receiving messages. That'll be my new calling. Receiving messages. I try my best. I, I, don't, I don't miss calls. If you call me, except I'm not around with my phone or I'm, maybe I'm praying or something, I'll pick your call. Are you understanding me? So, you know, someone say, oh, I called him out. Oh, he not pick my call. First of all, in my, not, even I, you ask my wife, I, I, anybody around me that doesn't pick phone, I, I, it, it irritates me. Pick your phone! Because I pick my calls. So if it happened that I didn't pick your call, it's for a good reason. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You should say, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you didn't pick my call. Amen. I'm sure that he's blessing somebody somewhere. Are you understanding me? You know, yeah, it's for a good reason. I won't just not pick your call. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, but sometimes you have to cut some pastor slack. We are not only physically busy. We are mentally busy. Nine o'clock today now. I'm going to minister to you again. Is that not? Experiencing, reinforcing, uh, evenings of reinforcement. Amen. Alright? Waves of favor. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Do you know how many other meetings I might have before I sleep? Praise God. Yeah. But no complaints. We are happy with what we are doing. So I'm not one of those people that I'm pastoring and then I'm like, he's pastoring, we're pastoring. So, oh Lord, take this cup from me. <laughs> I'm not that kind of pastor. Amen. I am happy with what I'm doing. Amen. And this is what I was born to do. Glory to God. So, but at the same time, I'm not going to allow someone distract me from what I'm supposed to be doing. Praise God. Yeah. So, when I receive some of those messages, let me just talk along, along these lines. Someone say, oh, someone say, all these people will say, hello, pastor. I cannot respond to hello, pastor. Tell me what you want to tell me. Then I will say, hi, member. <laughs> That's what am I supposed to say? And they just say hello. Then after an hour or two, again, you see another, Pastor, hello. What do you want? Maybe also, also okay, maybe my personality also is, is important. So, if you, are, you cannot... You cannot separate my personality from how I will do ministry. Amen. Are you on what I'm saying? No, you can't. And no apologies for that. If you have problem, type all the problems. Send it at once. I have 21 issues. Issue 1, issue 2. Write them. Send it. When I read it and see it, I will respond to you. A guy from... It's not Mauritius. I remember the country. One of those Jamaican countries, or countries around there. He sent me a message. 
Pastor, I want you to pray for me. Uh, I'm having issues, so, so, so. I said, okay. Then after that one, let's say it says, pray, I haven't prayed with my neck. Then in the next 30 minutes, I say, also on my spine. So I thought it was something I will just address at once. So I was like, okay. So I talking to him about that. And I said, and then the third problem I have is that I said, my brother, listen. It just, you, you, it's not that as I'm talking to you, you're having the problem. I understand. You had the problem. <laughs> you had the problem before you started talking to me. Just put all the problems together and send it at once. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are we together? Yeah, so, uh, so we can't respond to... I can't... So, uh, this is, I can't I'm, you know, someone say, oh, Facebook. I use Facebook. Not that I read it. I only post. Amen. I, just, I don't have time sometimes. Even maybe sometimes I'm going through, I might just see someone's birthday, I like it, and so on. So. That's why I cannot make so much, talk so much, you know. And I say, oh, you are this, that, that. I, I don't have time for that. So I have things that maybe I need to put up. I need to reach people. I need to talk to people. It's a platform that is... So I come up there. I do what I have to do. You know? Sometimes, after, maybe in the morning, I post something. And some people will send me messages. Maybe they feel I'm on, the, uh, on, I'm on at that moment. Sometimes in the night, I'll see it. You know? I see it in the night. If I see it immediately, I'll respond. Praise God. So we don't live there. Amen. Glory to God. Is that understood? I'm correcting a lot of things at the same time. So be patient. Also be patient with your leaders. I look at Cassandra sometimes and I'm like, man, well, I thank God that because I don't know I would not have been able to marry another kind of wife. Are you understanding me? Where, when did we sleep last night? What time? Past 2 a.m. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about when we slept. When we slept. Past 2. And there are times where, oh, this has to be done. That has to be done. That has to be done. Yesterday I was healing. I said, super mom. We got back from, yesterday was Wednesday. We left here about 6 to 6. Past five, okay, to six, past five, or thereabout. We left here. As we got home, um, I was trying to have my first meal. And then um, she's trying to put that together. Then she took something to just sip. As she sat down, she had not even eaten. I don't know, they gave the children some things to do, uh, homework or assignment. Now, I didn't feel they were submitting it the next day or something like that. You know? But she said, Have you done your own? No. I said, she started teaching on the dining table. I said, Please allow her to eat. Leave my wife alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's giving, talking about this one, assignment, talking about this one, this one. Da, 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 da. She has phone call to make. And then by nine, we're going to have the meeting. You understand that? 
So I now ask, I say, I hope, because they used to have a meeting. I say, I hope you don't have your meeting. Say, no, 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 because of the prayer they're having. There's a Wednesday meeting they used to have, you know, and all that and all that. So, the point is, sometimes I recognize that she's also busy. Are you understanding me? She's busy. And we try to prioritize to know, to give attention to things that are really important. Amen. They're really important. There are other domestic issues that will come up. You need to address. You need to do that. You need to do this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So from, from time to time, I appreciate your pastors. Amen. I think you should appreciate Pastor Sandra. Hallelujah. Yeah, very important. Glory to God. Yeah, for the energy. For the energy. For the energy. Because I'm like, man, I cannot go back home now and be cooking. No. I can't. I won't. Never. No, but that's it's, it's a lot of strength. I understand me. I don't know. Maybe I'm not wired for that, but I, I just, you know. They've left me at home before. Showed me where everything is to eat. When I came, I look, look, look. I said, Where's the biscuit? I just had me because I can't even bring my mind that I'm preparing food to eat. You know? I don't know, you know. It feels like a sin. Yeah, that's how I feel. Because I feel like, because that time I would, I would just think, we've been, we've been married. You know, there are many things that is the way people are wired. Hallelujah. Before I got married, let me end on this note. Give me five minutes, I'll be done. I had a neighbor... He was, an old, he was already married with his children. And he was my neighbor at that time. So he would see me on Saturdays. We'll call these guys to come and polish shoes. You know, I'll bring out the shoes. We'll polish them. I'm not sure maybe which one I'm going to put on. They'll just polish all the shoes. They're all shining. You know, they keep them. So he would say, ah, young men like you. Yeah, why are you spending money on, on uh, paying for someone to polish your shoes? You know, so he came, went into his house, brought polish. I you know those uh, um, call it kiwi, right? Uh, hey, the black one, the brown one, brush as a seed. Pastor, he came to my house and gave it to me and said, "This is for you, so that you won't be spending money." Thank you, I appreciated it. So now I was to go out. I carry the shoe. My phone is ringing. Somebody was waiting for me. So Amen. I prefer doing it before time. So I called. So I said, Sir, see, it's not about it's the time. I don't have the time. Amen. It might be different for someone else. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
It's like I have a meeting with somebody after service today. I'm not sure who it is. <laughs> Amen. Huh? Okay. Praise God. So, it's important for you to le- learn that. So, in our experience as Christians, we must recognize that humanity has its limitations. Glory to God. And you must give room in your heart for the limitations that humanity has. Praise God. We try our best in church, maybe to make sure you have a great time. This, that, 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 this is happening. We set up for service, so, so, and so. Something sometimes might not go exactly how we planned. At least give credit for the times it always worked. Amen. And then do your part. The little we expect from you, do your part. Do your part. Can you help me tell people around you? Tell the person, individual. Say, do your part. Say, do your part. Amen. Do your part. We are all not the same people. We are different. And we must appreciate our differences. Some people are very noisy in church. I've been listening to uh, a, a, a church, a pastor preaching, and it makes me laugh, you know. Then there's, just like now I'm preaching now, and then uh, maybe Pastor Day or Brother Victor just say, Preacher, preacher! Pastor preaches. Yes, give me word. And it is, you know, that's, I'm preaching on tape. And it, the message is preaching with me. Are you understanding me? <laughs> so I just laughed. Because that's how people are. Are you understanding me? So I'm like, I'm wondering whether, do I like it? Are you understanding me? <laughs> I don't know whether I like it. Because the guy's one was very loud. Because it reminds me of that something my wife and I used to joke about. It reminds me, I don't know if you've heard about this guy. So one guy, he's like a comedian. He would say, uh, let's say you just say, I'm a bad guy. Then I go say, bad guy. <laughs> you know what I'm so, so, you know, I will do you something. Say, do you something. <laughs> you know what I'm kind of you know, you know, so when the guy is preaching and then the guy is ah, like, man, can the guy just be quiet? Let's just hear the word of God. But that's the person's nature. That's the way he's participating. You know? There's a guy, a person, I know the guy also. You say, preacher, preacher. Preacher, preacher. That's him. Now, if, if I am in a church, I might not do it that way. I might be excited. I could stand up. I might not say that. But that's how he is. Some people are noisy. Then there are some people that their quietness is annoying. And I say, are you not blessed? I'm really blessed though. <laughs> It's just that that's how my face is. <laughs> Inside my heart, I am jumping. Have <laughs> you ever met those kind of people? And I just say, ah, which kind of jumping is that one? Like, you know? So we need a blend of boats. Amen. Yeah, there are some people who will not tell what they are saying. They are not even laughing. They know. 
They might, then when they go and meet others, they will say, my pastor is very funny. We laughed in church. You, you laughed. So we laughed in church very well. So we are different. Look at your neighbor. So we are different. But God loves all of us. Amen. We are different. We are different. There are some people that when they want to come to church, they want to look good. Amen. They are poor like that. Then there are some that don't care. You just come to church. You just say, ah, brother, what happened? Say, what happened? You don't care. And even when you're trying to correct him, I say, no, no, brother. See, where, you know, where is it? And I say, eh, why? Am I using it to praise the Lord? <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. So we're different. We're different. Even in worship, you want to know how people are different. Look at when we're worshiping. I didn't say you should not be worshiping again. If you observe, some guys are worshiping, their eyes are closed, their hands are lifted. They're just singing and just worshiping. You know, there are some people that during the worship, they're not singing. You know, say, why are you not singing? Say, in my heart, I'm singing. People are different. So, in some cases, we're trying to teach them, especially if that their personality is not consistent with God's word. Amen. Then we're trying to teach them the right thing. It might take a while. Do you know there are some people that will never come and sit in front? Amen. If they come and sit in front, it's like you punish them. Then there are some people that will not agree to sit at the back. <laughs> if they come, even if they come late, they will look at whether there is a way to sit in front. People are different. So you, you understand that. So you have to appreciate that about different people. Glory to God. Everybody cannot be like you. Amen. Everybody cannot be like you. If you ask some people, some people just want everybody in this church to be like them. Can they be like me? <laughs> you are not Jesus Christ now. Amen. Everybody can't be like you. There are some people that can't sit in church without tapping somebody sitting close to them. You hear that word. They will not allow, if you sit close to them, they must touch you. You know, I say, ah, ah. <laughs> then all these things we're saying now, there's somebody just looking straight. I'm not talking about the one that is a banjee that is worrying them. <laughs> I'm talking about that one. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Say it loud, amen. amen. Lift up your right hand. Say with me in the name of Jesus. I receive wisdom for practical Christian living. From today, I yield myself to accommodate. The different kind of children of God. 
Children of God are different levels of maturity. I love them the way God loves them. I accept them as God has accepted them. In Jesus' most precious name. And let me say loud amen. amen. Say louder amen. amen. Celebrate Jesus everywhere. Glory to God. We are going to have the communion and also take.